You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Hey, sis, have you heard about Camp Horizons? No, what's that? It's an awesome overnight summer camp that's been around for over 40 years, and they have horseback riding, archery, swimming, arts and crafts, and a lot more. Ooh, that sounds fun. Plus, they have a water slide, two ropes courses, and a farm with all sorts of cool animals. Oh, Mom! Join a diverse community of campers and staff from all over the world for kids ages 6 to 16. Register today at CampHorizonsVA.com. Yep. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. As promised, I brought Alan Betridge back on. You'll remember Alan from the interview I did the other day where he was telling us about his experiences at Panic Taste and he promised to come back and speak to us about the paranormal. Hi Alan, how are you doing? Hello Deborah, I'm doing fine, how are you? I'm absolutely fine. We've just been having a chat about big cats really that has led us into a conversation about the paranormal because that's how our conversations go. So... <laughs> When was, if you don't mind me asking, Alan, when was your very first that you can remember paranormal event? It was when I was 20, to, to be honest. Um, we was in a certain group of friends, and there was, I think there was about seven or eight of us. And we always used to hang around together because a lot of us used to work together, you see. Yeah. And on the weekends, we'd all get together and do certain stuff. And... Um, one of my friends got themselves a Ouija board. Ooh. And so we, a few of us started doing that. And it mm. turned, out, turned out that we started doing it quite regular. Yeah. Um, we was doing it over a number of, I think it was about two years, we was doing this basically every weekend or, you know, yeah. or even sometimes through the week. And... Obviously, we, you know, you didn't know if anyone was moving I the triangle because it was like a triangle that we had. Yeah. Proper, proper Ouija board. And uh, so you don't know who, if anyone's pushing it. So I put it to the test one, one weekend and um, it, my auntie had recently died. Mm-hmm. And she died sitting in her chair in the living room. And only I knew this. And so it was weird because we got her on on the board saying it's my auntie, so I can't remember her name, Amy, her name was. And I says, if it's really you, where did you die? Mm -hmm. And it actually spelt out sitting in the chair, in her chair, in the living room. And I thought, well, nobody knows that. So then I started to get more into it a bit more. And uh, I thought I was starting to believe it a bit more, shall I say. Mm-hmm. And uh, another occasion, we was all, I think there was only five of us sat around. And I got, I st- stood up to go to the toilet. And there was like a little wooden table in front of me, you know, like the those mm-hmm. cheapish wooden coffee tables. Yeah. I stood up and all of a sudden I felt this force like pulling me back down, like I was stood up and it was dragging me down. And it wasn't like somebody was pushing me. It was just like some sort of force dragging me down. So I put my fingers on the table to push myself up. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't push myself up. And the force was that strong, it broke the table from me trying to force myself up. The legs just gave way and it broke the table, which I thought was really interesting. Everyone were you doing called, any, can I let me cut in? Were you doing any protections, or were you just opening the board and just answering your question, asking your questions? Mainly asking questions. Is anyone there? You know the basic ones. Is anyone there? What was your name? Mm. Where did you live? What century was you from? You know all that sort of stuff. I get you. 
see, the problem you've got there is a Ouija board, is, it's about intent. So it's a way of opening communication between you and what's on the other side. But if you play the Ouija board and you don't do any protection beforehand, you're opening up to everything that's out there. So if you don't shut it down correctly at the end as well. We did not do that. That's one we did not know what to do. So that may possibly be the reason why this energy that's had an immense amount of pressure and force behind it was able to come through. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. Mm. Well the, more, <laughs> well, the more we was doing it, the more my brain was being in tuned with it, if you understand yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point where I was that in tune. It was almost like I could scare them rather than them scare me. I get you, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I've got a very strong-willed mind. I mean, really strong-willed mind. And um, obviously, we had a few dark entities, as they say, uh, yeah. saying they're going to harm us and stuff like that. And I says, you touch any of us and I will harm you. Yeah, I'll that's the best you. way to be. Yeah. yeah. Good job I used to scare them rather than them scare... Well, mm. they, they never really used to scare me, to be honest. But um, a few years later... We stopped doing it for some reason. Mm -hmm. I think the, the group of friends just disbanded. Yeah, and you, yeah, you just stopped. Well, no, we, no, no, that's not right. Sorry. We just stopped doing it all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And um, a few years later, about four years later, um, my dad died. Yeah. And there was only just me and him. Everyone else had gone. My younger brother had gone. My mum had gone. So it was just me and him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went out one night to a friend's about half past 11 in the evening. And as I turned round to close the gate and put the bolt on, yeah. I saw my dad's face oh. clear as day in his bedroom window. Right. And I turned back and thought, hang on, looked again, nothing. Mm -hmm. um, that was one incident. Um, other instance, because he always used to lock up at the end of the night. Yeah. He was the one that always made sure the back door was locked because we'd always kept the front door locked, always. Um, so he'd lock the door, back door at night. Yeah, these little before he goes to bed. Yeah, same as Mark. And I'd always hear, clear as day, I'd be sitting in the living room like I am now. It's not in this house, it was in the mm. house I used to live down the road. And you'd hear keys in the door, clear as day. I'd go to work, I'd open the curtains, go to work, come back home, they'd be closed. Right. Um, I'd have my friends round, the same group of friends that we used to do the Ouija board on. And all of a sudden, one of them would jump out of the chair and say, that chair's freezing cold. Right. And it, you could feel it, and it was like ice. And I always used to keep, I always like to keep my living room nice and warm. Yeah. Sorry, nice and warm. And another occasions where they've gone to the toilet upstairs, and I always kept my dad's bedroom door shut. Yeah. And then they'd be coming down the stairs, and you'd hear them coming down the stairs. You'd hear them. Uh, you did knocks. On me, at dad's bedroom door. Right. And some of my friends were quite freaked out about it. Mm. But then after about a month, month and a half, everything just stopped. Yeah. It's probably just and I had nothing around. after that. Yeah. It's probably just letting you know he's around, just going about his... Uh, when they pass over, us humans think he's instant for them. And it's not... They have to grieve... What they've left behind in the same way that we have to grieve that we've lost them. Mm. They go through a period of grief when they pass over, and one of the ways of coping with that is they come back and they, they bond with you again, so they go about their normal routine. And it's just their way of shedding their overcoat and moving on to the next stage of their journey, if you get what I mean. It's not yeah. an instant thing where somebody dies and that's it, they're just over on the other side. 
they have to mourn the life that they've had come to terms with it and then move on so to me he's coming to visit you he's just doing his he's quite happy and he's doing what he wants to do and you know your friends are just oh doing... yeah freak out my friends some of them were really freaked out honestly i tell you i well I, we were at my dad's memorial and um it was we were inside a building Mm. And he was, uh, it was at the hospice, and they were reading out the names of the people that had passed away that month. And when they read my dad's name out, a white feather came down from the ceiling and landed on my mum's knee. But we were actually inside the building. That's, you know? and that's, he told that sounds that beautiful, to be honest with you. It, 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 it's, I think that was his way of saying, I'm still here. I'm still yeah. looking after you. Yeah, I'm still here. You just can't see me. Yeah. You, you just, I hear me, for me, I would def, I would have said, oh, I don't see spirit at all. But I've always seen animal spirit. So me, any pet that I've had, he just still hangs around. So, like, we eat the dog, every time he come in, when you'd have a tea, you'd hear him chink like that on the set. You just hear this. You know, you, your pets have a rhythm and a, a noise all of their own. And I still hear it now. Normally when we're in the living room and we're really relaxed, you'll hear him come in. I'm having a tea yeah. outside. You know? I've only ever had that experience once. Yeah. When we were kids, we had, we had a, a black Labrador. Mm. And um, we had to have him put down because he was half blind. He was, he was senile. Yeah. It was time. And yeah, he, he, he was tired. And um, we had him put down. And um, I had really long hair then. I mean, it was... But with one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. <sighs> breathe in, breathe out. Get dressed, head out. Grab some friends, camp out. Get hiked up, vibe out. Take it in, let it all out. At REI Co-op, we're here for all the outs. And we want you to spend more time outside our doors and in them. Try it out, check out, then get out. REI Co-op. All out. Visit REI.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Basically touching the arse, that's how long it was. Because I used to be a heavy rocker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just drying my hair on the landing upstairs. Mm-hmm. So I had me, I was bent over, drying my hair like this with the towel. And through my hair... I could see him just watching me dry my hair. Yeah. Clear as day. He, I could see yeah. through him, but I could see every single yeah. feature of his face, his body, yeah. his fur, everything. And that was the mm. first time I'd ever seen like a ghost or yeah. spirit. And that was when I was, oh. Oh my God, how old was I? I was 22. Yeah, yeah it's 22, I think, yeah. Yeah, because it's only been like in me, say, from t- the age of 20 till the age of 24 when my dad died. Mm-hmm. And I have had nothing since, nothing at all, right. which I found quite strange because... It's not, it's quite normal. Many psychics or people who are sensitive or have abilities, they will shut down after a death or a, gr- a grieving, or even after the lack of, you know, the loss of a relationship or a divorce. Mm. And it's stress that does it, really. And I think it does it because you've got enough to be going on with without all of the other worldly stuff as well. 
because it, there's been periods of my life where there's been nothing. But they've always been stressful periods of my life or parts of my life where I've been grieving. And I've been very lucky, me. When I lost my nan, and my nan was very, very important to me, as most nans are to everybody, but my nan was my nan. She was the thing, you know, like she was where I ran when I hurt my knee. I, yeah. I felt her get on the bed behind me and put her arm across me and give me a hug when I was crying about her. And I knew it was her. And I could feel her and I could smell her and I could feel her air. And See, it was really... Yeah. A lot of people don't get that, do they? When you no. say you can, you can smell a, 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 a perfume, whatever that should, they wore. A lot I of know. people. I mean, I'm that. incredibly, incredibly lucky to have had that moment, and and yet yeah, my mum was just as close, and she never. She said I'd love to have that, but I've never had it, you know. But it was just it was one day, and I think I was just I missed her so much. It was only like two, what a day or two after she died, so I was still in that stage where you're sobbing. And I just felt off. I could tell she had a dressing gown on. She got on the bed and just she was tiny. And she hugged me from behind. And I could smell her and everything. I could feel like the really soft, papery skin, like alabaster. And it, it was just my nan. And it was like, oh. And then I, yeah. I know I know how lucky I am to have had that. Like that not everybody gets that, do they? No. Mm. A lot of people don't. I know. I know. It's, it's... I wish you could give it to people. I wish there was a way you could that to someone but you can't even train people how to no, try and no, do it either no. can you because it's it's like no. it's like myself when i started doing the ouija board mm -hmm. um i'd never had any paranormal i couldn't even sense a ghost if it was the place was haunted or anything like that i, I couldn't sense nothing but when i started doing that we started doing it for a while i it's almost like um i don't even know how i did it to be honest with you I could almost like tune into their wavelength, yeah. if you know what I mean. That's what you're doing, you're tuning in. And I didn't know, even now I still don't know how I did it. But I, I, I went round um, an old friend's, old school friend's ex-wife's house. Mm -hmm. And them two had split at the time. Right. And I went round to see her. And because uh, she she was like a proper, she could see them, she could hear yeah, them. Yeah, really she, sensitive. She even had a woman living with her and the kids and that. Mm. And um, this was while I was doing the Ouija board and I, I, and I was in tune. And I was sat in the living room. There was nobody else in the house, just me, her and the kids upstairs. Yeah. Mm. We was watching TV and I just sat there on the sofa. She was sat in her chair. And the... She had two doorways in the living room. One yeah. doorway led towards the front door and the kitchen. Yeah. And the other doorway led to the stairs and the other end yeah, of the kitchen. And I was sat next to the doorway near the front door to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I just, I went into that wavelength and there was three loud bangs on the door next to me. And she said to me, she mm -hmm. said, Alan, stop doing that. She yeah. knew I was doing it. She knew yeah. it was me straight yeah. away. And I just smiled. <laughs> to tap us... into it, again, you just think about that moment, get yourself in a quiet place. Well, I've moment. been trying to do that for the last year, to be honest. My time might not, just not be right. It'll happen when Maybe. it's But saying that, I can still sort of like get an inkling if a place has got a spirit or not. Yeah, I can't remember how to do it. If I go, say if I go around someone's house, I can feel, still get the sense that there's some, someone there. Yeah. If you understand what I mean. No, I do. I know exactly what you mean. But, because um, most of the houses aren't where I live, on my street, mm. um, there's very few houses now where somebody hasn't died in their sleep or something yeah. like that, yeah? Yeah. And at the moment, I'm living in a house where no one's died in. Right, I get you, yeah. Because yeah. I'd have felt it by now, because I've been here 20 years, I'd have felt yeah. something. I know what you mean, yeah. Um, but where I, cause I, the street that I live in, I used to live halfway up the street. Yeah, I get you, yeah. It's like that round here, people... That was like... Grew up there. I lived there for 28 years of my life, basically childhood all the way up to adulthood. 
And the reason why I moved to this house is because my friend, my old school friends, mom and dad, was selling it. And I always want, the only reason why I bought it is because it had a patio door. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I always that, wanted yeah. a patio door. I thought they were yes. so cool. Instead of going all the way around to the back door, out the living room, down the hallway to the back door, I've got a patio door. Fantastic. And that was the only reason why I bought it. I know. He says that. You've also got a field and a river at the back of you as well. So, you know. Uh, that... Fantastic. <laughs> but I've always lived on this street. No, always have. And obviously. So your energy's tied to that area. Your energy's been in that area. Yeah. There you were born. Well, it's funny because where I used to live at 31, down, halfway down the road, mm-hmm. we had people that died on both sides of the house because we used to live in yes. rows. And that house was in the middle. And either side, people had died. Mm-hmm. I think out of, I think there were six houses in a particular row. And I think five, out of six of those houses, five people had died. Right. In okay. each other. Yeah. So it was only there was only one house where I knew nobody had died in. Mm-hmm. And it's the same as this road because it's on the same side of the road. The houses look exactly the same as the row I used to live in, but it's three bedroom rather than two. And I live on the end now rather than the middle of the row. And it was only recently, I think it was two months ago. My next door neighbour died, mm-hmm. and he was he was a good old friend. Yeah, I actually started to get to know him when my dad died because he used to talk to my dad. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, and that's how I got to know him, and I was gutted when he died. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I still today now because every time I go for a cigarette outside, I'm talking to him. Yeah, and keep doing that. I get nothing back. Well, I'd like to. I'd love to get something, but I'd love to see him again. I really would. Just a, just a glimpse of him through the window, anything like that. Yeah. But I well, still I stand there and I just say I miss you and stuff like that. See, that's lovely. When we connect with them like that, when we're still on this side, it's awakening for them. It's 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 they connect again to us and they know that they loved them that we're missing them. Yeah. yeah. And people, I know after a death, some people find it quite hard to speak about the dead or the fear of bringing them up. But honestly, it's a way of connecting. It's only the same as when you go to visit the grave. You're not tuning into that piece of land. You're tuning in to them. Yeah. That area that you choose to do it in. So when you're relaxing, you're on the step and you're having a cigarette, he'll be picking up on you and you'll be picking up on him. Yeah. We... Um, human beings, we are very, very blessed, and sometimes I don't think we realise it. How blessed we are, if you get what I mean. But, yeah. So, has anything else happened? Because I know you've had nothing else, before. nothing at all. Gone quiet. Which I'm a bit gutted about, to be honest, because I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated with every single anything unusual. Like yeah, I said, yes. Yeah, yeah. It might just be that your mind's been in the cryptid world for a while. So you've been concentrating yeah, to be honest on you, that. Last, last three years, three and a half years, all I've thought about is wild yeah. man, dog man. That That's makes what I've thought about, to be honest. Yeah, that makes sense because it happened, that happens to me when I'm, when I'm into my Bigfoot store. There's stuff going on around me, but I'm not taking it in because my mm. mind and my energy is on something else. I've been working on a case recently from Warrington, which is not that far down the road from me. And it's kind of similar, but it's been an old estate like yours and mine where families have lived on it for probably three or four generations. It's knocked down and they build new houses on top of it. And like a new shopping centre and, and, you know, a new doctor. I found that in situations like that, I found you get more activity. Yeah. Well, this lady's got in touch with me and she said, we're just doing a school run. I picked the kids up from school with my friend. We went and did the shopping. It's a winter's night, so we're cutting through the little... It's only a little copse of woods. Mm. Going home, she said, in this huge thing, she couldn't put a name to it. She said, it was definitely on two legs. It wasn't visible, but you felt it as it, it, they felt it as it run past them and they actually ducked to get away from the feel of it. Wow. And they all kind of rushed home. 
and I said to her, well, that's something that's connected to the land, sweetheart, but are you sure you're yeah. not sensitive? And she was like, no, I don't think so. So I said, well, are you ever anxious or anything like that? And she said, oh, yeah, all the time. Well, you tend to find people who are empathic and don't know it will mix up those feelings with anxiety. Yeah. So I figured she was picking up on the line. And then she said to me, it's funny you should say that because I was in my friend's in one of the new builds and I sat there and I seen this little old-fashioned boy run down the side lane. And kind of said to her friend, did you see him? And she went, oh, thank God you've said that. <laughs> I keep seeing this little boy. So they went round and they asked the neighbours and all the neighbours had commented on it as well. Ah. You know? So you just, I think, because the houses don't. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The, the spirit's still there. The soul's still there. They're just yeah. going about doing what they're doing. And sometimes we're lucky enough to catch a glimpse of that. Not always, but sometimes we are. But, yeah, so it, was a, it was a nice case to work on because I've not done any paranormal work for a long time. Yeah. yeah so, some souls are just stuck in one place, aren't they? And they, they reenact some things. Some, a lot of people, um, I watch, I don't watch a lot of paranormal programs because I get right annoyed because I see them go in, interact and walk away. They All those TV to, programs? Yeah, they don't offer the spirit anything. They don't ask if it wants to stay where it is. Does it want to move beyond? Does it want to meet its loved ones? They don't give anything an option. They just summon it up and walk away, you know? And some spirit feel like they need permission to move on. You know, they're a wandering soul and they feel like they need permission from their loved ones to move on kind of thing. And they can be stuck there for a long time because of that. And some of them can be attached on to. So yeah. you've got like a much darker energy, like the one that pushed you down on the table. Well, tap, tap onto um, a soul. It's one yeah. room like that. And, th and then they be kind of remain trapped forever. So normally if I do any work or I go into an area, I always offer them the option. Do you want to stay? Do you want to come with me? You know, what do you want to do? What do you want? Yeah. Um, I don't know. But At the end of the day, they, they were people, same as us. Yeah. And even the cryptids, I do it with the cryptids and I don't know why. It's just something I've always done naturally. And it's always gone... Cryptids are intelligent animal, intelligent yeah. creatures as well. So it's, it's, I put it down to intelligence. If, if they understand us, why wouldn't they, you know, why wouldn't they have similar, uh, what's the word? Um, characteristic. No, not characteristic. No, um, no, what's the word? I can't even remember, think of the word. Like a um, way of doing things. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You probably do. Yeah. You probably do. But we're working on ground and you look round and you think, oh, this is just a 1970s house or state. But it's not always been that. See, the energy that in that land has been there since Britain, the world was made. Mm. Do you get what I mean? From millennia. Yeah. So you, you should be getting ghosts from all centuries. Different times. I, I wondered if what I saw was a, like a caveman, like the ghost of a caveman or something. It was really? 
back then, I'd never heard of Bigfoot then. No idea what a Bigfoot was. So I couldn't work out whether he was an hallucination. I knew he was flashing blood. I could see he was flashing blood. But I couldn't work out how. How I'd seen him like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I suppose you, you would at that age, wouldn't you? Yeah, and you're stretching for possibilities. So you're trying to... I wanted somebody to just explain it away, Alan. So somebody would say, oh, that's just a time slip. And then you'd be like, right, well, I understand that. I can... But How old were you again at the time? I was 15. I would have been 14, 15, so I was in the fourth year of secondary school back then. See, at that time, at that age for me, I already knew about Wild Man and that. I knew stuff about it. No, I didn't. I didn't. So, so, so I didn't yeah, you knew know about what it. I was looking at. No. Um, it would maybe would have been in the, one of the books in the house or something like that, and it, but I never paid it. I never put the two subjects together. I don't even remember, ever remember knowing about them until I saw that image of the Sykesville monster. But that would be probably two thousand and three, two thousand and four, something like that. So quite a long time afterwards, and yeah. they looked so alike. Not exactly the same. But you could say like a family resemblance almost. Yeah. You know? And I was like humanoidish. Yeah. Oh, it's gone. I threw the laptop across the floor and I was crying, I was not running. And Matt was like, What's wrong? What's wrong? And I kept saying, It's him. It's him. That's what <laughs> <laughs> it's him. And he was like, Debbie, you can't keep doing this to yourself. Oh, I was in the right mess. Took me right back to that day. Right. I suppose it would, though, especially, like you said, because you didn't know, you knew nothing about cryptids yeah. back then. And seeing that and thinking, what the hell, what is, what is it, basically? And then, like, later on, like you said, you find out how many years later, something like 20 years later or something? Yeah, 20 odd. And, I'm, yeah, and by then I'd been in MSN, I'd been on Friends United, whatever, I'd been on CB. Whatever platform were out there, I was yeah. on it. So by my late 20s, I, I knew about Bigfoot and Sasquatch, but I never put the two together. That was just a subject I was interested in. I, th- I honestly feel like I've been trained for this bloody life, you know. Because a lot of the subjects that I need to deal with now have been on the periphery of my life at some point, if you get what I mean. So yeah. I'd go up to Winterhill and it, we'd get the CB radio and we'd start talking it. And you'd be able to t- speak to people in Washington State and stuff. And you say, have you ever seen anything that's like seven foot, it's covered in air, it looks like a man in an ape combined, and they'd either say, yeah, or they'd say, no, but I know one of the loggers are. It was always a tale to be told. So I knew people were seeing them around the world, but I never put the two things together. But I also never put the paranormal, what you class as paranormal events in your life, with seeing him at 15. They've always been separate events, completely separate. I never put them together until the last couple of years. It's crazy, isn't it? There's a lot yeah. of crazy stuff out there. Mm, but maybe a, lot, a lot of people, for a lot of people, it, it, it eats their life up. Yeah, it does. It becomes yeah. all Because they, cause they can't handle, yeah. what was that? That used to be that. I used to be that person. In my 20s and my 30s, I was exactly that. I just was terrified of everything. Um, I've never had a U- an experience with UFO or alien. No, neither have I. No. Um, nothing like that. My husband has. And now I, that's how I was able to open up to him because he'd seen something that was impossible for him as well. But that's led us down uh, um, an alley where we're finding people in our town that have also had experience, you know? So people are opening up and saying, well, actually, yeah, that, you know, I seen something similar shot off the winter air. So that's why I started investigating the UFO stuff because I want to learn about it. Yeah. I must yeah. admit, I, I learned about UFOs long before I knew about Bigfoot. I mean, there was the programs, weren't there? It was like Arthur C. Clark and stuff like that. But the ones I remember from Arthur C. Clark was the pistol stuff. I was fascinated with that. You know, so you, the programs were probably there, but. I was probably in and out of the house, not really paying much attention back then. I was, I Information was very scarce back then, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was definitely. I was a soaker yes. of information. I did go to every library I could think of, and I looked. That's how I found out, like, the Woodwolf and stuff like that. I'd yeah. look back in early history for anything that I'd mentioned. 
and I've gone through the newspaper articles and I found the one from Tumbridge Wells. So I knew then that other people were seeing them, but I had no way of getting in touch with them at all. So it was just, it, the time wasn't right. Mm. I know that then, I know that now, but I didn't know that then. But the time wasn't right. So I do what you do, I just follow my gut. If something gets presented to me now, then I run with it because it's been presented to me for a reason. Yeah. See, yeah. I've, I've always run with stuff that's different and unusual. Okay. It's, it's, I've never thought of the way of normal people, as they say. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, do school, get a job, mm. raise a family, you know, the, the general yeah. stuff that people yeah. do. I've always thought of UFOs, dinosaurs, Bigfoot, yeah. <laughs> well, that's all cool. the unusual stuff. That's all I've ever thought of, yeah. basically throughout most of my life. I did all the correct stuff. It didn't really get any me anywhere. I had to reboot in my thirties and start again. <laughs> and and now you know, now I've found my tribe. Everyone I know, everyone I come across is exactly the same as me and you. And they're like, oh, finally, I can talk to somebody about everything. It's more open-minded now, though, isn't it nowadays? Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for that as long as I can. Yeah, too right. I am. I I, I proudly tell people. I don't care if they believe it or not. I, I no, tell them about you. Bows, Bigfoot, Dogman, all of this stuff. And I'm saying, you do the research, I am telling you straight, they, although you may never, ever see one, the research is there and the truth is there. Because not, not everybody can be lying. There's no way everyone can be lying. No, even if they only can't 10%. all be coming up with the same description. If only, even only 10% of them legitimate which i don't believe i'm just using it as an example yeah. that's that still leaves you with thousands of people who've had an experience yeah 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 definitely yeah. i've looked into the eyes of a lot of witnesses i see myself in them that that worried oh my god is it going to come back you can see it in their eyes can't you it's like the truth yeah, yeah. and they you end see up, the truth yeah you end up answering and in each of the sentences and stuff like that because i remember speaking to charmaine fraser and she was saying the same thing, that she never put seeing the creature together with all the spooky things that went on around a grandma's farm. So you'd hear, like, footprints outside scrunching on the gravel or something breathing right up close to the window. Now, I would suggest that that was the figure that she saw on the drive, was probably yeah. missing around the farm. But she never put the events together and neither did I. So you think, I've had a cryptid sighting, but I've also had this separate stuff. Now... I think it's all connected, all connected. Even the alien stuff, I think it's really yeah. it's all connected. Today, I've taken a report from Liverpool, 1950s. A group of kids that broke into an old barn to make a den. And oh. the creature they described, I can't put a name to. He said it had long, thin, spindly legs. It was down on all fours. It had red eyes and it had an exoskeleton on its back. Exoskeleton on its back. An exoskeleton on its back. So I, that's some insecticide of some kind. Wow. I know nothing about them. So now I'm about to try and search for somebody who understands and get them in touch with this fella. Could they embellish on that, like the exoskeleton? Was it like a smooth shell, like a beetle, or was it bumped? Or like an, They use the word like an insect. So, so it'd be um, smooth then, wouldn't it? Yeah, back like or segmented, if you know what I mean. I can recheck, I can just ask. Um, that's fascinating. But you think that's what 50, 60, 70 years ago? 70 years ago, and it's still there right. in the family. You know, this is what happened to dad, and his dad never got over it, you know. And they were kids, and people never believe kids. No. They don't. If I'd have been 32 uh, when I saw him, I'd have got a better reception. But because I was 15, I was drunk, I was on drugs, I was making it up. That All the accusations that come along with you being a kid. Oh, typical teenagers in a park, they've seen something and turned it into this yeah, horrible fantasizing. event. Yeah, well, it was, it was two o'clock in the afternoon. I was absolutely terrified of my dad. But when I went home, I admitted I'd not been in school all day. That's how frightened I was. I knew I was going to get it for not being in school, but 
I knew that I could not walk back that way tomorrow to go to school. I had a major problem on my hands. Because had no way of avoiding it. Yeah. No way of avoiding it. And I didn't know, honestly, Alan, I didn't know if my parents knew about it and they were lying to me to keep me safe, and that's bad, or they have no idea whatsoever about even yeah. work. And it, I settled on that they haven't got a clue. I just think some people are like that, aren't they? They do know about it, but it's not almost like no, yeah. not that doesn't exist. I, I was like that for quite a long time. I, I'd, I'd research in the background, but not openly. Yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 I'd be so scared of ridicule. I was so scared yeah. of somebody calling me a liar. And I'd that's what like, a lot of people are scared of, isn't it? Yeah. It's more the ridicule than anything. Yeah, and I think that's probably why I do what I do now. So I can say, well, I, I'm like you. You can't say anything to me that I've not heard before. We we are lucky now, though, because it is yeah. a lot more open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's people. And there's more and more people having these sightings, mm-hmm. even round by their homes. Yeah, I think it's... they are, and they're reporting them, which is amazing. I mean, you've got soldiers who are stationed in Germany who are seeing reptilians in their room. You can't go to the army and tell them about that. Soldiers in, on South of the plane that see a hairy upright hominid run off into the bushes. Not just one soldier, a platoon of soldiers. They actually go back out there on exercise. Mm. You know, but there's no PTSD rigmarole for that. There's no agenda that you can go to. And, because it's just don't mention that. Don't. So that's not going down in the in the book kind of thing. Police officers who are guarding um, scenes where a body's been found that's been predated on, and while they've been guarding the scene, something's come at them with their eyes from the bushes. Not even police officers in Yorkshire. Yeah, you do hear. I've heard quite a few cases where it's the police or sheriff, depending on mm-hmm. where they live in the world. Uh, what, they have some encounters in the army as well. What what do they gain from lying? Absolutely nothing. You could lose the job. It makes no sense to me. I mean, because it's so open nowadays. I mean, you go back thirty years. Yeah. What was it like over gay marriage? Yeah, it, we have changed off. Today, it's it's like nothing today. It's normal, isn't it? it's so, so why so why don't they just come out with the truth and tell everyone these things? Yeah, these things do exist. You don't have to go by. It's the same as any animals, like, like the big cats eggs. and stuff. Yeah. They're one of the most terrifying creatures if you ever come in front of one yeah. on this planet. But everyone knows about grizzly bears. And they're educated. Still out in the wilderness. Yeah, that's it. it because they're educated them. in a way to avoid the attack. They know what to do. They've been prepared from being at school. This is what you do if you come across a bear. No, I, do, I, think, I think the government or secret organisations, whatever, they know everything about these cryptids. So why don't give out the information? Same as bears, give out the information about them. As long as you don't do this, don't do that. I just thought I think they ever will. I think it's to do with money and it's to do with control. And it's those two. Aspects. I think they'd get even more money because you'd get even more people wanting to see one. No, I wouldn't imagine so. I Again, don't that's the downside. They might wreck certain national parking parks and stuff like that, or littering. Yeah, and that's stuff. what they'd have to do, wouldn't they? They'd have to use areas that used for tourism. Eventually, people will be able to walk in because they've been educated on what to do with the bear in the area. We'll just use bear as an example. Yeah. They know what to do when they're walking, but until that happens, until it becomes a norm, a household everyday thing, there are definitely wolves in the UK. There are wolves in the UK. There's no argument about that. There are people who catch them on audio. There are 440 reports in a 10-year period in Staffordshire alone. So times that by every other county in the UK. There are definitely wolves in our forests. But we're not being educated on what to do if we come across them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid if you ask me. Mm. It's it, it, what our government do, though. It, it's the same as the big cats, isn't it? We've got three yeah. DNA samples. We've got three 
big cat expert who said that is definitely a leopard print, that is definitely a lion print, and mm. yet still, when the, the report goes in the newspaper, it's a ridiculed report. Yeah. People don't take it seriously, they kind of take the knicker. And that's and a known animal as well. Exactly. I think so. I before, didn't add the amount of cat sightings that, that come in are absolutely unbelievable. And 30 years ago, they were way out in the, you'd have to be in the Cairngorms or yeah, way out exactly. in the hills to see them. And then it started to change. It became farmers and ill folk that saw them. And then it changed and people dog walkers to see them. And now, and as yeah. we, we knew we were discussing, they are now coming right up to the back fences of gardens because people are seeing them. We feed the birds. The, that brings birds, rats, uh, squirrels in for that seed. That gives a nice protein source for the big cat that's looking for the new bit of territory. The amount of newspaper videos where you see someone filming from the patio, filming a cat going into the grass, and they still ridicule it. And it's yeah, so daft. I mean, yeah. I think it was the last time we spoke, I told you about that occasion where my friend left my house at half two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And five, basically five minutes after him leaving, he said he saw this big like cat thing. It was as big as an Alsatian, yep. but the tail was much longer, like more like a puma's tail. Mm-hmm. That's typical. And he said he just froze. He says it was in front. It didn't notice him because he was about 80 metres away from him, but he could clearly see the outline of this thing. Clearly, because obviously we've got street lamps and that. Mm. So he knew what it was. They've been, I've got woods at the bottom of my road. It goes on for miles. They've been sighted there. I would imagine so. Because uh, we've got like um, an old coal, coal rail train uh, yeah. track for the uh, power station that's not far away from mine, mm-hmm. which is no longer in use. And um, it used to run past my old factory my old workplace and it's right next to it Mm. and we was doing a night shift one night um this was not last year the year before um we was doing a night shift route um at the time and one of the young temps that was working with us his dad was picking him up in the morning and uh he come in the next day this young temp Mm. And he says, um, my dad, my dad, dad was waiting for me in the morning, yesterday morning. And he said, he could have sworn he seen a panther crossing the railway, which was oh, only yeah. something like 20 metres away from him. Mm-hmm. And that was his dad. Yeah, I can, mm-hmm. I can very well imagine it. And yeah. I'm thinking, that's another sighting. Look at you. Neighbourhood mogger. Most neighbourhood moggers will walk the train line because it's full of birds, squirrels, rats, voles, mice. Yeah. But why would a naturalised large cat not do the same? Exactly. You know, yeah. you said it yourself, you get from goldfinches, magpies, same as me, crows. But the amount of bird life that comes in our back garden, yeah. we've got the buzzards, we've got the owls, the bats are all over the place. I'm not saying they're feed for the cats. But there was you, out here tonight, actually, earlier. Yeah, where you get wildlife like that, a cat's going to be. You've got your long grasses on the yeah. area that not built on, so they can slink along. It's just prospects yeah. of food. And it's just simply because a lot of people think you didn't have wild cats until they're released in the 70s, and that's not correct. There are no. cases in, in Victorian times, like 1921, 1930, all the way up. I think the releases in the 70s... In, the population immensely. I think it started back in the early 1800s, wasn't it, when they started bringing over these tropical animals for the zoos yeah, and stuff. That's and, it. and you've got posh Victorian lads who, you know, they want to put a leopard on show and yeah. all of the above. And you sh- yeah, I think they've been, I think they've been breeding with like the British, the Scottish lynx and our actual wildcats for a very long time. That's another beautiful cat, the Scottish lynx. Yeah, so and the feline, so it is feasible that that could be happening. Yeah. But I always thought, when it, obviously in 70s and 80s, I used to think, well, obviously when I'm an old lady, we'll know that there's big cats. You know, it won't be a thing. But mm. it's even, and it's not. We're in 2020 and we, the government still say, no, nope, no, nope. there might be a report every day in the newspaper, but no, nope, there are no big cats. Yeah. I think Everybody the government always be like that, to be honest. Yeah. 
Every oh, police station has a reporting. Makes no sense. Yeah. So oh. the first police station to do that was Dorset. Dorset Police Station in the 1990s set up a farm to report large cats. So how many reports are they getting? You know, and it's like that right across the UK. But our government will tell you there are no cats no. in the UK. So it's, there's no way they're going to admit to the criticism. It doesn't matter how much video evidence you've got no. or anything that you can clearly see exactly what it is. The government's, no, that don't exist. No, it's not there. Yeah, if they've got DNA, DNA is the most feasible proof in the world. So if they've got DNA from carcasses that come back as leopard, then we have leopards here. Yeah. So I can explain that away, I don't know, but there are three positive DNA samples. And they've been reported in the newspaper, so it's not like they're hidden That's, away. I know it's been on set, uh, the news channels as well. Like this, but no, there's no large cats in the UK. But they'll also tell you there's no paranormal events, there's no UFO events, yeah. nobody's missing from the national park. You know, we're supposed to come in, turn the telly on, and just feed off what they tell us through that little square box. You know, don't look yeah. around the corners, don't open the box and start asking questions. Don't want you doing that. Back on the lithium, back on your couch. <laughs> That's crazy, is it? Doesn't make it. Yeah. Logically thinking, it doesn't make sense why why they are lying about these things. You can clearly see that these things are around. Yeah, especially it, when they're coming so close to homes now. Are these it's, people really that stupid? <laughs> I don't think they are. I think they think we are. I think they think we are that stupid that they can spoon feed us BS and tell us it's garbage and we're going to accept it. You know, I think that's what it is. I think they think we are a bit dumb to believe in what we believe. I saw one woman last one woman last night who was on a, a YouTube channel uh, in the comments, and it was um, a, a recording about the faith, so the fairy folk. And she yeah. wrote something like, "Oh, don't talk to me. You're just a woman who believes in Bigfoot." So I said, "So how can you? How come it's okay to believe in spirit and, and the fae, but it's not okay to believe in in a cryptid or a Bigfoot?" In other it's stuff, no, it's one or all. There are either. Things that we're not told, or there are not. You can't just pick and cherry pick. You know? Well, I, I thought, well, I'll never get through this, so I'm wasting my reason. bother in the end. Yeah. But I just, I think I said, well, I pity you then. Because I want to know about all the wonderful, weird things out there. Yeah. yeah. Like you. Yeah, same thing. I mean, you've got scorpions in that tank behind you. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've got a bearded dragon there as well. Yeah. I, I need to turn the light out because he's gone to sleep, I think. I know. He I think around. if it's all right with you, I'm going to wrap it up now. Um, yep, that's totally fine. Yeah. Right. I will be bringing Alan back on, hopefully with David Bunt and Ian, to do um, a werewolf chat one night next week, hopefully. I'll I get that all arranged and I'm I will... Yeah, that'll be a bit. I'll, I'll message the guys. I've not done it yet. I've spoken to them both, but I'm speaking to Davis tomorrow. So oh, I'll get all arranged tomorrow and I'll get back to you. Yeah, so that really next time, me a don't lot. you go anywhere. Um, and I will see you all next week. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.